0: Good day, everybody, and what's up? Welcome to the podcast for Selfless Sex and She Comes First. I'm Dr. Nick Myers. Today is August the 2nd, 2022, and I hope everyone out there is having a great day. I had a really nice weekend with friends up in Ocean City, Maryland. Had some really good food and some really good drinks. So when it comes to self-care, spending time with friends can really help out with that. And just to continue... I want to say thank you to all of the new people who are following me over on Twitter. For whatever reason, they had blocked me for like a year, a year and a half, whatever. But now people are finally finding me over on Twitter, and I do appreciate that. So in today's podcast, I want to talk to you more about open marriages and open relationships. It seems that they're growing in popularity. So in this podcast, I want to talk to you about just a few mistakes you can avoid. Just to make sure that that your open relationship goes smoothly and happily for a very, very long time. So let's talk about that today. (music) To get this podcast started, I want to say this. Open relationships are on the rise. Whether you're into swinging or in a throuple or some sort of polyamory, consensual non-monogamy is on the rise. For example... A study published in the Journal of Psychology and Sexuality found that people who are in open marriages were 20% happier than those in traditional pairings. And to add, a YouGov poll was done in April of 2021 and found that one quarter of Americans would consider a non-monogamous relationship. And also, Tammy Nelson who is the director of the Integrative Sex Therapy Institute in California, she says this, more people than ever before are creating a monogamy agreement that works for them. She happens to notice that people are living longer, couples are marrying later, where they may find themselves outside of historical and social constructs that don't align with their values. So for couples who are thinking about trying this sort of open situation, they typically make a few mistakes. And one of the more common mistakes is that they fail to communicate. For example, we have Paul and Jane, and they and they have been married for more than 40 years. But before they got married, Jane told Paul that she will always have feelings for her very first boyfriend. So instead of getting upset, Paul was like, you know what, it's okay, It's okay for you to go back and keep seeing your first boyfriend and having sex with them. Because Paul said this, we built our relationship on trust and we both agreed that we can talk about anything together. And going back to Tammy Nelson again, she said this, it takes a lot of vulnerable communication. If you want to open up your marriage, are you ready to be that honest and transparent? Another common mistake is that people will become inconsiderate of of their partner's feelings. Next up you have Bob and Linda, and they have been married for more than 25 years. They first started out swinging and then casually dating, and then they became fully polyamorous after they moved to the West Coast. Now Bob has two girlfriends and Linda has a boyfriend. And Bob believes that it is important for you and your main partner to be on the same page which includes a willingness to end any additional relationships if your main partner wants that. So for example, he said this, whenever my wife has wanted me to pull the plug, I've pulled the plug and she has no problem doing the same thing. Sometimes people can expect too much. For example, we have Marie who describes herself as solo poly. She has two long-term partners, a local boyfriend and a long-distance boyfriend. Both of her partners are married. And she says, I really like living alone. I like having the space to myself and being able to make my own decisions. But here's the thing, she has a good relationship with both of her boyfriend's wives who also have other partners of her own. However, she already understands that this that this setup is not for everyone. She says this, if you want someone that, that you're going to live with or to take home or to take home to meet your parents, it's not a good idea to get involved with someone who is already married. One of the more important mistakes that people tend to make is that they do not set boundaries. For example, we have Jane and Paul, and one night they ended up having sex in front of another couple, while they were having sex. But they did, but they did not swap partners. And Paul says this: Paul believes that boundaries are really important, but that does not mean that the rules cannot change over time, as long as everyone is on the same page. So. They decided it was okay to start swapping partners and everything worked out well for them. Returning to Bob and Linda, they believed that boundaries helped them to deal with the unknown. Bob said, you can only prepare but so much. Once we knew more, we knew that we could change the boundary to reflect reality or get rid of it altogether. The last boundary we had to deal with involved falling in love with other people. Obviously, we have evolved quite a bit. And just to keep this podcast moving along, one other mistake that people commonly make is that they fail to keep their jealousy in check. For example, we have Bob who initiated his open situation, but he can admit that sometimes he does struggle with jealousy. He says that it's important for you to, to work on yourself and your, ins- and your insecurities if you want your situation to succeed. And for most guys, they are concerned about just a few things, especially when it comes to their wives having sex with, with other men. Number one, is his penis bigger than mine? Number two, is he better in bed than I am? Three, is she having more orgasms with him than she does with me? finally a big mistake that people can make is that they choose the wrong people to interact with so we have Paul and Jane and they really like to interact with people who they trust so in their group of sex play they choose their close friends in contrast we have Bob and Linda they prefer to meet strangers online and their rationale is is this if things go south We never have to see these people again and we're done with them and they are out of our lives completely. Which makes sense. So just to recap some of the common mistakes people make is that people fail to communicate, people become inconsiderate of their partner's feelings, people expect too much, people do not set boundaries, people failing to keep their personal jealousy in check, and they choose the wrong people. So in closing, just let me say this. I'm starting to understand why these types of situations are growing in popularity. Because if you think about it, it can be really tough to find one person to meet all of your needs, whatever they may be. And I'm sure maybe you've said this yourself or maybe a friend has said this at some point during their lifetime. Like, you know, if I can take person A, B, and C and wish them all together... I would have the perfect partner. But do you know how extremely tough it is to find one person to meet all of your needs? So now in many cases, people are finding someone to meet their physical needs, someone to meet their psychological needs, and maybe their main partner is there for their emotional needs. I'm not sure. I'm just guessing here, but it seems like things are starting to work out that way. And people are doing what they have to do just to make themselves feel better and have a good life and have a good and happy life. So that's just a few things for you to think about. On that note, I'm out. You guys have a great day. Stay tuned and I'll talk to you soon.